There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. I'm starting a new feature on Late Lunch, and I'll just tell you the background to it. I interviewed this wonderful lady late last year, and I got a thought afterwards to say, God Almighty, wouldn't this be fascinating to go visit her, her beautiful garden and home through the year so that's what we're starting on late lunch today at the start of February as I say the start of spring even though some people would dispute that with me anyway I'm just outside Slane and I'm joined by Rosie May better known as the insomniac gardener I've just walked through the gates and I am so (laughs) impressed thank you for inviting me you're very welcome it's great for you to see it in person actually because really I don't think the photos can can really explain what the place looks like because with the hill of Slane don't they always call that borrowed landscape the garden itself is on three acres, but with the borrowed landscape, as, it, as it's called, it just looks like it's immersed in the County Meath countryside. Yeah. And we are looking at the Hillis Lane yeah. straight across yeah. a view from the front of the house here yeah. and the gardens. Tell our listeners first the story of this house and this place. When did you come here? 20 years ago. And my husband had gotten a job in Dubai, actually. And then we said, why are we going to Dubai when we really want to live in the countryside so we just found this place and uh, it doesn't make any sense because it's an old house I always say it's a labour of love or madness Uh, the house itself had been abandoned for about 50 years it was built with the yards between 1791 and 1830 and a lot of old uh, stone limestone walls as you can see my husband did a course in lime mortar and we just set to I wanted a big garden there were the huge trees and nothing else and then I just kept planting. And then, I mean, I made loads of mistakes, you know, but sure, don't you learn? That's the way mistakes. you learn. We yeah. learn from our mistakes in life. So how much garden have you? How many acres here? Uh, there's almost three acres, yeah. And it's, the house is, as you can see, it's on a hill. Mulla means crest of the hill. And then with the valley in front of us and then the other hill in front of us, it's really an ideal location. And you can hear our neighbours, the crows. Oh, you hear them as well <laughs> up there. They're getting ready to build. They are. My dad, uh, I'm from Dunchocklin originally, and my dad always said that they start, the crows start to build on the 1st of March. And he's not wrong. Literally, you should see, it's a hive of activity. We've up to about 80 nests here in the in the summertime, you know. Very busy place. <laughs> a very busy place. And it's lovely to hear them. But what's caught my attention, just inside your <laughs> gate, on the left-hand side, yeah. look at the thousands and thousands of snowdrops. You've just hit on my favourite flower. I have a few posh ones, I call posh ones over there, that I've been gifted by friends, galanthophiles. But these are my parents' snowdrops. I always tell a joke that they're snowdrop thieves because back in the 50s when they were building their house they found an abandoned farmhouse near them and they dug up a few clumps 
for 60 years they kind of spread them around the garden and really then they were undisturbed for probably the best part of about 50 years. When they both passed away my husband and I went over and dug them all up and brought them here and now over the last six to seven years uh, every year my friend Brida helps me in the garden thank God because she's amazing. Brida and I dig them up when they're gone over and then we maybe plant twos, threes, fives, sevens wherever we want them to establish. And so this is the result. So your efforts spread them, in other yeah. words. In other words, you divide them at the end of flowering yes. and you move them along and that's how you have such a, yeah. a colonisation of them there. They're absolutely beautiful. What a lovely yet. story, your yeah, parents. Yeah, and it's funny because I, I say I have three types kind of of the common snowdrop. That's just um, Galanthus nivalis. They're the tall, just the common snowdrop, which I think the, the word common is terribly unfair because they're so beautiful. And then I have another one, which was actually here, um, in the, we moved in in December uh, 2002 and then in the February I was delighted because a few little bulbs came up and I was like, oh, what are they? Snowdrops. But they're the Flora Plano, they're the little double ones. Mm. So they're really lovely. And then I actually got on a bargain bench, then I got another kind of common variety and I can't pronounce it, but it's Waronii or something like that. But it's got a really strappy green leaf. Uh, Dunshockland snowdrops, Mulladillon snowdrops and then my bargain snowdrops. <laughs> Fantastic. So when did they appear first and when will they go off and fade? Well, actually earlier and earlier. It depends on the weather really. I have photographs. That's the wonderful thing about actually having the Instagram thing because it's a real great way of a record and I, I go back to maybe this time last year and I can just see the dates. But really they start to appear early January mm. you know and uh, uh, this was a cold winter but like in previous times they've been in bloom in January but really they've, they've really just come into their own in the last week yes yeah, yes. yeah. so we're seeing them at their best here at Absolutely. the start of the second yeah. month of the year yeah. let's walk along okay. and have a look yeah. oh look at them here just yeah. around the base of the, the tree. tree aren't yeah. they lovely and do you see them down there yes we planted those in the grass. And I just look as we pass the house here. They're yeah. everywhere. They're the snowdrops are everywhere. Look. Over here. There's my posh ones over there. You see them? Oh, let, let's go to okay, the posh, posh ones. They're much bigger, aren't yeah. they, in the flower as well? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's uh, a beautiful one, actually. I was, I love that. Um, Robert uh, from Altamont Plants gave me that, actually. And I'm delighted with it. It's, uh, it's called Comet. And I love it. It's really tall to see, and it's quite a big flower. And then do you see over this side here? There's um, a lovely one called Jacquinetta. That's a different one, is it? Let's walk around here. And there's other colour here as well, I have to say, rosy besides. Oh, yes, look at the difference in that one there. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. And then this is, um, these are hellebores. And this is my favourite. This one is Madame Lemonnier. Isn't that a beautiful name? Mm. And Naomi, which is a nice black. But I think they make a nice contrast with the snowdrops. But can I just show you over here? You think they're all created equal, but actually... What I love is to look inside them. Oh my word! I've never seen that before. Yeah, and look look at, at that design. And see the green tips on the edges of this one, and then look a double, like yes. really beautiful double. Oh. Um, now I know very little about, you know. Gosh, I mean, there's people who, you know, collect, you know, hundreds and hundreds of varieties of snowdrops, mm. but um, this is one I'm really keen to establish. Helen Tomlinson and it grows really tall and do you see the, the colour of the leaf it's more kind of glaucous it know, is you know there's a shade of grey in it there is isn't there and then this little pretty one here um, because of my love of theatre I had to buy this one this is Puck isn't that lovely lovely it's tiny though you know my word yeah. you then, have such a collection yeah and then this one is Brenda Troyle 
and um, I think this one is S Arnott. Of course, I put in labels and all the flipping ink <laughs> washed off. <laughs> so you can tell I'm a real professional. <laughs> Not at all. It's the fun of it. You have to guess. Oh, my. That's my first one with a yellow. See the yellow? That's Spindlestone Surprise or Spindlestone yeah. something or other. You can tell I'm a real galanthophile. Not. Apologies to all of the proper galanthophiles out there. Oh, look. It is Spindlestone Surprise. See? That and you see, to describe it for listeners, there's a little yellow bulbous thing at the end of the stem yeah. and then the little white flower hangs yeah. from that. Yeah. It's lovely, isn't it's it? It's beautiful. What's the red berry shrub there at the back? Oh, that's a skimmia. Um, one of the first ones that we planted here. Uh, you know the way you see skimmias at Christmas time and um, you always see them on sad benches. I'm a great one for scouring sad benches in garden centres. You know when, when, say, the season for that particular thing has gone over, a lot of the garden centres don't have time to mine them. So I swoop in and rescue them. <laughs> <laughs> I bring them to sick bay. <laughs> You're a skimmia nanny for sure. And look at the buds. You know, oh, we're talking about what early February. Look at those buds ready to just... Burst forward. Well spotted, mm. well spotted. This actually has got a, quite um, a bit of a history. This is a wedding cake tree. We were given it for our wedding and we planted it in the middle of the lawn there and I never cut the grass. My husband doesn't. He said, it's about time you started cutting the grass. And so you can imagine what happened. I drove over it. Anyway, oh, no. that was fine because the tree ended up around the size of my thumb. But what really mattered was my husband was down the yard and he could hear all the grinding because the stones and the large metal bar that I'd put around it to mark it did 300 euros worth of damage to the lawnmower. So I don't cut Ouch. the grass. I don't cut the grass and he doesn't wash the crystal. So there you go. It's <laughs> a deal. It's beautiful. It really, really is. And as we walk up here by the house, look at the, you mentioned the crows. Look at them yeah, up there in the trees. There. And you can see, look at, are those nests in the trees there, are they remnants of last year? They are indeed. Hopefully you'll come back during the summer. We gave up counting after about 80 nests. Now, some people don't like them. I love them. Now, they create an awful mess. I'll show you up here. Once a year, we go around with a couple of wheelbarrows and just rake up all the, the, the sticks. And I can see them looking at me going, that's next year's nest. And I said, well, you can go into the ditch and get them out because I'm not having them in the lawn. But they're so entertaining. And it's interesting, if you sit here on a summer's evening, when the young are hatching out, it's like that the adults, I don't know, I'm sure there must be a, an expert on them somewhere, but it's like they bring them on training flights. Mm. They all lift off. And then they wheel off down here, do a big kind of a, a tour down into the valley and come back and they land successfully. So take off and landing, sorted. <laughs> they are the most intelligent creatures they because they frequent my garden as well in an yeah. urban setting. But if you watch them, they're fascinating oh, yeah. and you must yeah. have hours of endless yeah. fun here with them. Let's walk up yeah. along here and have a look. I have to tell you, folks, there's snowdrops everywhere. I thought there were many coming in the gate. Oh my word, they're just all over the place. But they are the real harbingers of spring, aren't they? Absolutely. I mean, actually, my in recent years, my goal has been to plant more winter <clears throat> flowering shrubs and, you know, bulbs and stuff like that. But shrubs, and I'm actually going to point this one out to you and get you to take a sniff. Oh, um, <laughs> look at this for colour at this time of year. Let me smell it. it. Oh my word, it's beautiful. Isn't it? It's, it's uh, beautiful. It's a Daphne Belua Jacqueline Postel. And isn't it just glorious with the lovely pink blossom? And uh, the one thing now I've learned, again, you learn through trial and error. I had one up and it was in the woodland and it was too dark. So I decided I'd move it down to this new bed. This is mm. our, our COVID bed. Isn't that a dreadful name? But anyway, we did it during COVID. And um, anyway, it died. And of course, then I looked it up afterwards and it says, they resent being moved. So... 
I just have to pick my spots very carefully. And this is full sun, and it's. I think it's lovely with the snowdrops underneath. I'm going to know? smell it again. Hold on. I know, isn't it gorgeous? I can't believe I'm getting that scent in an Irish garden the first week in February. <laughs> it's amazing. It's fantastic. It really is. Oh, it really yeah. is. Yeah. It really is. So. And look at that variegated shrub there yeah. uh, near ground yeah. level. Isn't it beautiful too? Yeah. Again, now you'll see as we go around, um, because it's such a big garden, and it's myself, my husband, and my friend Breda who do all the work, um, so there's a limit because <laughs> you can only do so much. So there's a lot of, I like to call it relaxed planting. Yeah. Now there's obviously formal areas which you'll see over time, but sometimes there's, this area is very, very difficult because we had two huge lime trees which fell uh, just literally a year after we moved in. So there's a lot of old roots there. So that's why there's a lot of this kind of, I, I planted these like little evergreens mm. uh, in between. So the thing is that you said to me before, you can have colour all year round. Absolutely, you can. Winter colour is is different. Mm. Um, Luckily, a lot of the winter um, flowering things, they also have scent, which is lovely. And it's funny, you're gardening and you suddenly get this smell and you go, what is that? Because you forget about things. I mean, I, I, I always say, oh, snowdrops are my favourite. And then I go, oh, no, hellebores are my favourite. And then I'm like, you know, you get to summer and I'm like, oh, roses are my favourite, you know. And then by the autumn, it's like, oh, hydrangeas and all the beautiful acers and, the, you know. So I'm a bit fickle, but anyway, hey. <laughs> hey, what, what about it? That's Look at that little yeah, fella. I, th- that's going to be fabulous. Now, that was a, that's a rare plant that I was looking for for a long time. And um, it's called the paper bush tree. In fact, they use it in Japan. They use it for making banknotes. And it's Edgeworthia chrysanthia, but this one is red dragon. See, so it's going to be orange flowers. It's beautiful. It's, be it's beautiful. Well, I'll be ba- I'll be back. You see to see these. That's yeah. my plan. This bed here is very difficult because it's under these mature trees. So, so this is full of snowdrops as well. And because this gets very dry, this is actually an old famine pot. And I like to think that at least it's uh, serving a, a nicer purpose than it originally did during the famine um, my husband has rigged it up so that it's got an automatic shut off and then at least I can just stick a watering can in and water this bed but snowdrops and then the purple leaf which is pretty I think just by itself and um, that's honesty and then if we go around this corner here I think there's a nice little surprise here see the cyclamen coon ah, look look at this yeah, isn't that lovely isn't it beautiful <laughs> yeah I love I really just, I just think there's something special about it. If you can have colour in January and February, I mean, it's easy in the summer. Mm. Like, if you can't have colour in the summer, I think I said that to you before, you may throw your hat at it, but isn't that just delightful? Delightful. You know? Delightful at this time of year. And I think a lot of people, like, they buy, you know, the cyclamen that you just see them in supermarkets and everything, and they die. But if you buy cyclamen coom, C-O-U-M, they flower now in January, February. And then there's another one. See, it's got a heart-shaped leaf Mm. and the, the beautiful flowers. And then there's another one which I'll show you up in the woodland. It's Cyclamen heterofolium, and that's an autumn flowering one. But they, the corms just get... It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Bigger and bigger. Sometimes they can be the size of a dinner plate and they just throw up these lovely flowers. So, <laughs> fantastic. <Definitely laughs> it lifts your heart when you walk around the corner there and you see colour like that, doesn't yeah, it? it? That's does. the thing about a garden. It yeah. just lifts your spirit, yeah. you know. But by God, I can see already the amount of work and time that you put into this place. And you'd have to put into it to keep it looking like it is at the moment. All day, every day. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it great to have that time? Yeah, exactly. And aren't there worse things to be doing? I mean, yeah. you know, obsessed. Feel the sun. Feel the heat of the sun on our backs there when we just come up the hill here. Yeah. Isn't it gorgeous? Now, there's more cyclamen coom there. Mm. And then that's a lovely little iris. Do you see the iris I there? see it. I see it. And then if we walk around into the, the woodland corner here, you'll see. Now, this we did this. Uh, we made this kind of woodland corner um, in 2017. So this was all just grass. And my friend... Uh, Breeder works in a beautiful garden with lots of woodland areas and I just said, oh, I have to have one of these. So we just created this this corner and my husband made all the paths, you see, he yes. put lined them in that kind yeah, of yeah. steel and then we just set about planting. So all these snowdrops, they're all divisions of the ones you saw under the silver birch. If I just think of the woman and man hours that have gone into this, it's simply amazing. And you know what I love as well? The natural ferns you have yeah, there. Yeah, they're fantastic. And in, in fact, they're evergreen ferns. And then do you see the urn, the blue urn there? I do. Now, all of that, because the house was abandoned for so long, that's just a laurel hedge that was just over, just overgrown. And I said, oh, we have to cut that out. But my son used to play in there. Mm. He used to call it the dark forest. <laughs> and then I said, oh, gosh, maybe I'll leave it. And thank goodness we did, because that's west. And we get a lot of westerly winds. And at least it protects a lot of the garden yes. from the worst. I mean, and because we're on a hill as well, oh, some of the winds we get are incredible. Mm -hmm. Like you'll see, when we walk around here, we curved the path beautifully around two twinned ash trees and a month later they fell <laughs> so now the path curves around a tree stump yeah. but that's okay you know so. you have plenty of other trees anyway yeah. and look what I see in the distance can we walk yes, over here please. do I spot crocuses over there you do they're the just yellow, coming out the yellow and purple crocus purple. Yes. and yellow again these were just um, a friend of mine he uh, has, has, a, has had a garden centre for, for years and he's a real plants man though a lot of people throw them out and he was like do you want to take these he says you'll plant them because he hates to see anything go to waste. And anyway, I took them and they were sure they were half dead looking. But and then do you see this here? That's another wedding cake tree. But to see the circle around it. Yes. That's actually an old, the rim of an old wagon wheel we found in the I ditch. I see it just see buried it? there. See yeah. the tip of it yeah. in the ground as and well. Lots more hellebores, lots more snowdrops there. And you can see, I just want to show you this. This is a white um, version of the, of the same Daphne again. Oh. 
Isn't that lovely? It's beautiful. Yeah, you probably don't oh, even have to get that. Oh, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Oh, yes, yes, lovely, yes, it? yes. It's just gorgeous, gorgeous. It really is. It's just coming into its own. See all that different hellebores? Mm. See, look at the doubles there. Yes. Uh, give them another week or two and they'll just be amazing. Like that's Anna's red there. These are double Ellen variety. I find them very good. And then that's Glenda's gloss. There's lots of different ones. Yes, you know? yes. Yeah. And then oh. do you see that there's also colour. You see, you don't have to have colour just from flowers. To see the yellows and reds there, they're acers. And that's uh, the red one is Acer Sangu Kaku, and the two yellows are Acer Baihu. They haven't got a leaf on them, no. and yet they're beautiful. Well, but look they? at look at the look at the stems of them, yeah. uh, emitting those lovely colours and different colours, as you say. So as you say, you don't need a flower necessarily no. to project colour. No, and isn't it interesting? And I, I look forward to showing you this over the months because I just love this. But so now we're looking through all these skeletons of plants, right? And we're not even looking at them because they're mm. just, they're just mm. skeletons. They're just twigs. But when you come back here in August, September, that's actually hydrangea limelight. And that's a full circle, a semicircle of, of them. So they'll be, hopefully, <laughs> unless we get a, a drought like last year, um, they'll be glorious with, you know, the big, huge panicles of white flowers. Yes. So um, isn't it funny that for now they're in the background? It's not their time on the stage, if you like. Yes. Yes, but yeah. their time will come. Their and that's that's Mother Nature at work yeah. and the way it moves along. So Look. More, more cyclamen coom yeah. here. More snowdrops. And do you see the way the clumps have developed? Mm. And there's the two. <laughs> do they spread themselves as well? You know, but you help them along. Yes. But do they, do they multiply they do. themselves they then? Do. Yes. yes, they do. In fact, the ones we dug <clears> up from my parents when we dug them up, <laughs> I said to Porik, they were like a, a, a block of flats because over the years, all of the the little you know snowdrops had had grown on top of each other so when we did pull them apart it was like it actually felt wrong but Brida is brilliant at, at dividing things so literally we just I mean we got maybe 200 bulbs out of one clump mm. see the stone there as well yes yes yeah. I, I like I, I was trying to be artistic here so you see I planted some snowdrops behind because there's a hole in the stone mm. So I can... You can see through. Yeah. You can. And you know what I noticed as well? I want to ask you about. Do you see the colour on that ground shrub there? What is that? That is enough. That's a plant that makes a lot of gardeners shake in their boots. But again, as I said to you, (laughs) it's lamium. And it spreads like bilio. Mm. But it's fantastic because I actually wrote a piece once for my, my blog and I called it Better Than Weeds. And that's the way I kind of sometimes have to garden better than weeds because I ain't getting in there to weed around those trees and now the only thing is then I have to weed it but it's only once a year so when the snowdrops go over I'll get in and I'll cut that right back and just so that it just circles the tree like that but that it doesn't block you control it then and the snowdrops come up through it there I can see them appearing through it so they they work hand in hand oh it's magnificent it's magnificent for the time of year I just I'm astounded by it I have to say I'm astounded I really am I found that gate in, a, in an old stone yard actually and um, I didn't need it for anywhere but I just hung it there on the tree because I used to love you know that book The Secret Garden I loved that when I was a kid that's probably why it, that started my love of gardening probably and my parents but so that kind of just gives you the idea that there's something else up yes, there yes yes <laughs> It's a visual as well. We're at the high point of the garden here, looking down. I see now exactly, because you get a better perspective from it here, 
the height you're at and yeah. the way it falls away yeah. down towards the valley. So as you say, that brings challenges in its own right. But yeah. it just shows you, you can garden, you know, you yeah. can garden any piece of ground. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I'm a, a big fan of Beth Chateau, uh, who mm. whose famous expression, I think, just resonates with, with me all the time. It's right plant, right place. Yeah. And I have learned over the years... Because, you know, I decided that I wanted, you know, whatever plant in this spot without looking up what the plant actually would like. And once I nailed that, oh, it changed everything. You know, like, you know, we all have Google at our fingertips or we can search engines and when you can search away and, you know, you just look up what the plant, there's loads and loads of of information out there. Look up what the plant needs and then plant accordingly. Mm. Either amend the soil or if it wants acid soil and you don't have acid soil maybe get a big pot you know so now look there's remember I was telling you about the see all that yeah I've already picked up um two huge wheelbarrowfuls over here see these the are the pine? twigs that Rosie's yeah. talking about falling from the trees as yeah. the crows prepare to get ready for their nesting and egg laying and rearing season look at them there yeah. Yeah, flying them. in from every direction yeah yeah and they that Scots pine actually um is a favorite spot but all of these these trees and funnily enough, this one here, which, as you can see, has a big hole in it. It's a sycamore. But my dad always said, um, crows won't nest in a tree if they think it's going to fall. Mm. So every year we look at this tree and say, gosh, is it is it dangerous or whatever? And every year the crows come back. So for now, we're happy enough. I'm sure there's a tree surgeon out there who's going to say, you're absolutely wrong. <laughs> but anyway, for now, um, because it's a beautiful tree, it's a beautiful shape. Um, it's just like yeah. something out of a picture book. And as I say again, that nest, there's one or two little scraggy yeah. nests there have held on through yeah. the winter winds and everything. Yeah. But they're now getting active and you hear them yeah. starting to go. But they'll start building now over the coming weeks. They will, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's extraordinary, really. You know, around the 1st of March, we sometimes look out and we say, oh, Mickey was right. There they are. And it's, you know, literally they start. They start. There's another little, um, lovely little plant there. Do you see that? That's Aranthus uh, or winter aconite. It's nearly like a buttercup. It's almost like a buttercup. And in fact, when you come back later on, do you see this other green leaf? That's because the garden was abandoned for years. And really, it was just far, part of farmland. That is a, um, another bit of a curse that I've, I try to just live, live with. It's uh, lesser celandine. And it will have a lovely yellow flower. And its saving grace is that it melts away by June. But it literally covers everywhere. So the last two years, instead of trying to get rid of it, I just let it flower. Because no matter what you do, you just cannot get rid of it. And let it flower and let it be kind of like a a carpet, an under carpet, if you like. And then when it melts away, I just pull away any of the the dead foliage, you know. Lovely. Yeah, see all those pieces of twigs and everything on the ground. I can only imagine when they're building what it'd be like. Again, as we emerge down into the sunlight here, even though it is the early part of the year, it's just beautiful. What a day to be in the garden. So I have a long list of jobs. In fact, Mm. just before you came, I was down at the pond digging up a holly, an evergreen holly, um, Elix Cronata, and I think it got too dry last summer. Mm. So it's been dug up anyway, and I'm going to put it in a large pot and give it a bit of TLC. And I see miniature daffs there, yes? Yeah, actually, I love daffodils, but um, I also love small daffodils because, oh, looking at, you know, the beautiful tall ones, and they're amazing. But having to look at the greenery until they die back because you really need to leave the greenery die back to feed the bulb so once I discovered the smaller with the miniature ones tate a tate um, I'm just like okay they're so easy and then there's another slightly taller one bridal crown which has a glorious scent 
and then there's just little some little irises mm. there and there's some nice irises. Oh yeah, irises. they're lovely. Do you see the uh, the kind of twisted contorted hazel again for winter interest? Mm. It's it's fantastic. That's a a lovely lollipop um silver birch and the white stem gives interest. And then this is one of my favorite winter shrubs. That is Pittosporum Irene Patterson. And you can just see it's a lovely white. Beautiful. Yeah. And ever, ever evergreen or ever white, as they say. Oh, it's gorgeous. Yeah. It yeah. really is. Yeah. And that's a holly there, is it? I grew that from a berry. Did you? I did, yeah. Good on you. Yeah. The first year we moved in, actually, my neighbours, I thought it was a lovely tradition because we used to do it. My neighbour, uh, William, brought me in some buried holly from his farm. And I was delighted and put them in. And then on the radio in the January, I heard some man saying, don't discard the berries. Um, plant a few so I tried and sure nothing happened for about two years and I went to reuse the pot and I saw the tiniest little little tiny thing and look at that's it that's it that's it now wow 18 years later look at the size look of it. at the height of it I know it's about 16 feet <laughs> high there yeah. and you have it shaped lovely as well you have a variegated one below it is yeah. it as well and what's that in between them that's a crinodendron now mm. that's, a, that's a that's a really good lesson to any gardener that is one of my biggest mistakes they're all too close together. I didn't read the label. Um, I read <laughs> height and spread in 10 years. I never thought about what it was going to do after 10 years, right? <laughs> so anyway, we decided, um, because there were just like three big walls of, of evergreen, mm. so we crown lifted the, the two hollies and we left the crinodendron mm. in the middle. So that's why, like, we poor Ike, God help must get in there and try and, you know, give that another haircut, you know. <laughs> so, it's lovely. And look yeah. at it again. Look at the snowdrops here. Yeah. Just... What's this? It's a laurel, but it's just a variegated uh, laurel. It's, yeah, I love it. Yeah, yeah. I love nice. it. I Again, really do. Look at that big ceramic pot there. It's gorgeous. Yeah. And your bird feeders, and we just see the birds there yeah. flying, coming and yeah. going from the... The yeah. crows don't near them, do they? Oh, they try, but yeah. they don't get very far. No, the little, <laughs> the little ones get them, which is, which is great. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, there's, I'm just, uh, I'll have to just... I can't believe I only filled those yesterday. <laughs> so I'll have to give them give them. Yeah, a yeah. once you start, you so can't that's, stop. That's so about that's, half the garden. Yeah, but look, at you know what? That's loads for today. Absolutely. I have absolutely lots. I've got a real taste for yeah. it. And really, I came out to see your snowdrops, number okay. one. But I've got so much more besides. <laughs> so when I come back the next day, yeah. we'll go... And we'll have a look at the other side of things. And if you don't mind, I'll follow you through the year this year. Whenever you feel, I'll come back and we'll look at what's here and what's new and what's moved along. And I'm sorry to say the snowdrops probably won't be here the next time I come. I'll be so sad. Don't worry. There'll be plenty to I know that. I know that. Do you see the promise there? Like, do you see? Mm. I was actually in dividing a bit for a friend the other day. See that that there? Um, Like, this is what I, you know, very fancily called the white bed. Um, But... The white bed actually has interlopers because look, there's the celandine. It also has nat- the bluebells because once we stopped mowing the lawn, all the bluebells came back. Um, it's, I think it's impossible to kill kill them really, and so we get it. Sometimes, sometimes it's blue and white. Sometimes um, an odd foxglove strays in, but mostly this is white. You won't recognise this in the summer. Great, great. I look forward to to see it evolving during the year. For listeners today, just tell them where they can follow you. Uh, On Instagram, it's the Insomniac Gardener and Facebook the same, the Insomniac Gardener. Well, let me tell you, you've really whet my appetite today. (laughs) Thank you. I look forward to coming back. It's just beautiful. Well done to you. Not at all. Thank you. It's It's a pleasure. My pleasure. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.